1: Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long
2: as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can
1: be assured
0: And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome. This is the Conservative Crusader on the Red Future Radio Network. GOP Josh with you today, as always, on my program, on this program, our program. This is a commune here um, on the program. So they, <laughs> we are. This is our program. It's not mine. It's not yours. It's not. Red Future Radio is even, it's its our program. We are here for you. You are here for us. It is a great partnership we have going on here, and I hope we can continue it for many years. Uh, so welcome to the program. This is the Conservative Crusader. Our website is gopjosh.com. As always, it's the homepage for everything gopjosh Josh and the Conservative Crusader. Um, Red Future Radio is my network. We go through redfutureradio.com for them. You can send me an email, josh at gopjosh.com. Or our call into our Patreon voicemail line, patreon.com slash who brings you that voicemail line. 57 G O P Josh 7. That is 574-675-6747. You can call that number, you can text that number, you can I don't know what else you do with the phone number. You can't you can't fax it, but you can call and text. Um you can also use anchor to send a voice message if you're interested in that. Anchor.fm slash the conservative crusader slash message. Um yeah, so let's hop right into this today. Going to start talking about Ohio because we talked to the um, communications director with the Ohio Right to Life organization, uh, Lizzie Marbach, the other day about this issue. So I want to give you a follow up. I told you we would follow it here on the program. I'm going to fulfill my promises here. The amendment to enshrine abortion in Ohio's constitution advances. The Ohio Attorney General, Republican Dave Yost, he is a Republican, has decided that the Language in the abortion amendment is legally allowed to go on the ballot. So there is an organization called Ohio Physicians for Reproductive Rights. The only reason they are actually promoting this is because they want to make money, by the way. But um, this position, this petition, I should say. Let's see if it says, I I want to read this to you. Under this section... Oh, this is not the right thing. Is this the right thing? Is this the right... Um... No, it's not. Okay. That's a different one. That was... Does not say. Okay, I don't know. All right. The amendment provides that every individual has a right to make and carry out one's own reproductive decisions, including but not limited to decisions on contraception, fertility treatment, continuing one's own pregnancy, miscarriage care, and abortion. Okay. Fertility treatment is one thing. Contraception is another thing. Continuing a pregnancy is a third thing. Miscarriage care is a fourth thing. Abortion can be the third thing there. That's four things in, in one section. The state shall not directly or indirectly burden, penalize, prohibit, interfere with, or discriminate against either an individual that involuntarily, or that individual's voluntary exercise, if I can read, um, of this right or a person or entity that discriminates against either that assists an individual exercising this right, unless the state demonstrates that it is using the least restrictive means to advance the individual's health in accordance with the widely accepted and evidence-based standards of care. Abortion may be prohibited after fetal viability. It does not clarify. Well, I guess it says, uh, it means the point of a pregnancy when in the professional judgment of the pregnant patient's treating physician, the fetus has a significant likelihood of survival outside of the uterus. Um, The section is self-executing. So that is the summary. That would be what goes on the ballot. They go further into it and what it means, not much um, further into it. They attach some signatoires and that's pretty much it. So that's what they have there um, for that amendment. All hands on deck at this point for the Right to Life movement. All hands on deck for the pro-life movement, if we want a country, if we want a society without murder, this is step one. So what we have to do is get out and vote on November 5th. I don't even know election day. That's how, that's how weird this is in, in an off-year election. November 7th. November 7th, 2023 will be the most important election in Ohio probably in the past few years. It's going to come down to a few votes. It really will. Because it's an off-year election. No one's voting this time of year for these these things, right? No, one, no one's voting in an off-year when it's only school boards, and they should be. And I believe you should vote every time there's a ballot for you to vote on, but people aren't doing it. So we have to make sure that we vote on November 7th, We provide financial resources, news resources, media resources, volunteer resources, calling resources, knocking doors resources to Ohio right to life and combined organizations like it in your county or in your state, in your area of Ohio. And this shouldn't be the opening monologue today, but it is because Ohio is our main audience and this is the most important election in 2023. And it's not even for a candidate. We had State Representative Brian Stewart on the program. You can see all of our interviews, by the way. GOPjosh.com slash interviews is the link for that page. It shows you all of our full-length interviews, all the videos, editions of them there. Um, so So we talked to Brian Stewart, who is a state representative, who tried to propose and pass a constitutional amendment that would be on the May ballot, that would have been on your primary ballot. That would pass with 50% uh, 50 plus 1 by the people. That would say it would require 60% plus 1 or just 60% to pass a constitutional amendment. Because every good addition to our constitution has passed with over 70% of the vote. He's not saying 70%. He's saying 60%. That's three-fifths. That is just a very slim majority over 50. But what we have now in Ohio is that a few people with no job, no life can go out there and spend money on advertisements through their welfare programs or however they get their money from dark uh, abortion lobbies. They can put a petition out and say, hey, sign this petition if you like freedom in conservative circles. And conservatives, I love conservatives to death. They do not read what they're signing when they sign a petition. I think every candidate should have the right to get on a ballot. I would encourage anyone to sign any candidate's petition. But when you're looking at issue petitions. You have to look into it. Because people don't read on election day. A lot of people just just go off of. Uh, they hear on the radio. Um, do-do-do. Issue one. Vote yes. And that's all they hear. And they're like okay. I'm going to vote yes on issue one. Or do-do-do. Issue one. Vote yes if you support our freedom. Like that's all the that's that, that's all the majority of voters will here that are going to go to vote on November 7th. It's going to be the people that are motivated to ban abortion is who's going to be out on 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 November 7th to vote. We have to change that. And if you're a conservative and you're seeing petitions circulating to get things on the ballot, look at what you're signing. Even if it's a candidate petition at this point, look at what you're signing. Make sure you're not signing this abortion agreement. Um and, and this abortion legislation that should be passed through the Ohio House and they can't pass it because we have a supermajority because Ohio is a conservative state. So they're wording this amendment to include before they mention abortion, the last thing they mention is abortion, but it's an entire abortion amendment. That's what it's about. It's not about fertility treatment or contraception or miscarriage care. None of that was threatened. They are a hundred percent worried about abortion. And not being able to execute a pregnancy because they're, it's inconvenient, to murder a child because it's they are inconvenient. That's what they're worried about. They're not worried about the the, the actual contraceptive care or the, the 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 miscarriage care. That's not worried. That's that's not their worry. So remember that when you go to the ballot box on November seventh, and you're going to go to the ballot box on November seventh and, and not vote for it. But OhioLife.org is a great organization. Um. Like I said, you can go back, uh, gopjosh.com slash interviews to see my interview with uh, Lizzie Marbach. But go there and just go Ballot Initiative. It can help you volunteer, donate. They have a nice guide by their CEO there. Um, You can see what it's about. You can go on and just uh, take action. You can donate. You can get involved. You can become a chapter. You can do whatever you need to do to stop this from passing stop this from being instated in our Constitution. Um, we'll be right back after this.
1: You're listening to The Conservative Crusader.
0: Hey everyone, it's Joe Josh. We can only keep The Conservative Crusader podcast or, or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Feature Radio For as little as $3 a month, you can find that at patreon.com slash gopjosh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash the conservative crusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected, but anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you, folks. And now back to the conservative crusader. Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for digital services and offers both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform, voiceover translation, logo design, articles, and blog posts, proofreading, graphic design, digital marketing, are just a few of the services offered on Fiverr Go to bit.ly slash Josh Fiverr. to get a Fiverr gig for your business or hobby today. bit.ly slash Josh F-I-V-E-R-R Blackout Coffee is a patriotic and tasty coffee company that offers coffee, hot chocolate, mugs, shirts, and more. Get some great coffee at blackoutcoffee.com today and use code T-S-M-S. To support the Red Future Radio Network, that is T-S-M-S at blackoutcoffee.com. Get 10% off your order. And our Patreon page to support the program through Patreon is patreon.com slash gopjosh for $3. You can unlock exclusive interactions and content from me and with me while also supporting the program patreon.com slash gopjosh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot C-O-M slash G-O-P-J-O-S-H. And another ad that's not even paid for by anyone, Ohio Life Deadly, really. Now, I'm going to push that heavily, but it's the most important organization in the state right now that you can back. OhioLife.org OhioLife.org And they're not even paying me. And they shouldn't have to pay me. And, and and they shouldn't have to pay anyone in conservative media to promote their organization because we need to make sure people stop this abortion amendment. Stop it. Alright. Let's hop into East Palestine, shall we? Still covering this story very heavily. You have to. I mean, you, you can't be ignoring it. We, we can't be ignoring it. Um, so Let's hop into this here. East Palestine residents on Thursday continually interrupted a sole Norfolk Southern official at a town hall event. Um, Daryl Wilson is his name. We are sorry. We're very sorry for what happened. We feel horrible about it. Those comments were met with shouts uh, by a resident saying to evacuate us and do the right thing. Get my grandchildren out of here, a man yelled per the Times. If you care about us, get our grandkids out. We're going to do the right thing. We're going to clean up the site. The Norfolk Southern Representative added, according to CNN, we're going to test until we get all the contamination gone. Why did you wait so long? One man yelled out at EPA Regional Administrator Deborah Shore. Others shouted out, start now and it's too late. The amount of tragedy seen by that town in um, East Palestine is immeasurable. And it's not going to, pardon me, uh, there's just, you're not going to have a success at coming back from that. It's too late now. Um, Norfolk Southern needs to do a lot. And other people could describe it better than I could. And and what's going on better than I could. I'm not an expert in trains. I'm not in East Palestine, regrettably. So talk to someone else <laughs> about that. And I've tried to get people on the program. Very hard to do when East Palestine has like 700 people that live in there. Um, But we're going to watch it. We're going to see what goes on. We need to make sure that Norfolk Southern is held accountable. We need to make sure that we don't have this happen again. And we need to make sure they don't get away with it. I'm going to play some video here from Nick Sortor. And I believe it is completely clean and, and and ready to air. If not, we'll dump it for radio. Keep it for uh, podcast. But uh, I think it's completely clean. It's a two minute video of Mike Dewine, our favorite governor, uh, the favorite governor of Ohio, Mike Dewine. Governor Dewine, can
2: I ask you a question? No, I don't believe so. No? no. Why did you authorize the controlled burn? Would you have done the same thing in the middle of Columbus, sure. Ohio?
0: Pausing it quick. This is me. That is a one-word uh, one, one word answer. Yes or no.
2: Would you have done the same thing in downtown Columbus, Ohio, sir? Okay, I'm being being blocked
0: here. So the scenery here, they're uh, they're doing a, a news hit. Uh, DeWine's doing someone on, on news. I don't know what news outlet he was going on, but he's doing someone's news. And he's Palestine, using it as an opportune moment is all he's doing. That's That's good. That's nice of you. He has like 30 people around him, by the way. He's the governor of a state with like... Seven million people. He's got thirty people around him at least.
1: Ouch! You just stepped on. Okay,
0: well then get out of my way.
1: I didn't move. I'm just standing.
2: Governor, could you answer that question for me? Would you have done the same thing in downtown Ohio or downtown Columbus, Ohio? TV shot. I gotta do. Well, you could have answered it before, but you refused. (laughs) I know they're gonna keep trying to block me here. Ohio has an eleven
0: million population. I'm sorry.
2: Nice not really going to work, but can you just? like That's a pretty simple question, is it not? Yeah, I'm not sure what I'm
1: do do
2: Yeah, I'm not do you want So you're so let's be clear, you're not going to answer I am, I am the question, Governor, we right? We
1: have a guy here who uh, making noise. and he's not going to
2: stop. Okay, well, it's a simple question. I am, you know, I'm I'm a constituent. No picture yet. Okay, well, we gotta, we'll get that set up here. It's a simple, que- it's really a simple question. Would you have authorized a control burn in downtown Columbus? Yes or no? You sound like you don't know the answer because you're not telling me. You don't have to elaborate. This is not, this is not difficult.
1: Where's my mic? Right here. Is that gonna catch it? Okay, I've got to see the camera. We've got to see the camera. Can we back up, please? We're going to back out here.
2: This is clear he's not going to
0: answer Hey, man, if you can just back up for us. He's not
2: going to... Why is he not going to answer the question? Just
0: let him do this, okay? Just Just don't interfere with what they're doing. You can record. Okay. Don't, Don't touch
1: him.
2: Yeah, it wouldn't touch me, that's for sure. Not that they already haven't done it, but...
0: And it just kind of goes on here for a couple uh, more seconds here. I want to play it Did out. Norfolk
2: Southern lie about their reasoning?
0: Hello. Fran DeWine here <laughs> is just taking a photo of, of, of the journalist. And that's the end of it. Um, I don't know why she just published it. Just, just took a picture there. Um. They they shove him around. There's another video. I'm not going to play it here. They just shove him around. They they're disrespectful. They're just, just kind of disgusting. Really, um, that's our governor. That that's the person in charge of Ohio of, of 11.78 million people in East Palestine. Hold their feet to the fire. It's working. When they start to be silent, it's working. I'm proud of Nick Sartor and what he's doing there in Ohio. Wish I could be there, um, doing the same. But the the the, the disgust he's making and, and what dewine's doing as the governor is just disgusting i'm um, gonna move on really quick to the next topic i want to get this in if we can before the break might have to continue it after the break nikki haley tell cpac because she is at cpac i'm sure to play the clip from cnn i have i have about two clips here uh, as soon as it loads from communist uh, news network how was haley received today yeah,
1: this is basic
0: Uh, Great, great audio tech, When it came to her
1: speech, she had a very lukewarm response. There was a little bit of tepid applause as well as at one point some light booing when she said that she was running for president. But, of course, this isn't that big of a surprise here. We talked about this yesterday, that so many of these attendees are here to see former President Trump. So many of these speakers believe that former President Trump should be president, that he should be running alone in 2024. So, again, not that surprising. But despite this pushback and despite the enthusiasm around Trump, it didn't stop Haley from making a pitch for herself. And while she didn't mention Trump by name, there were times where it seemed pretty clear who she was talking about.
0: I want to say something else really quick here about CPAC. There is no one there. I mean, the crowd is just empty,
1: especially when she's talking about generational change. If you're tired of losing, put your trust in a new generation. And if you want to win, not just as a party, but as a country, then stand with me. So after the speech, though, it got a little bit ugly in the hallway. We saw Haley taking pictures with some of and the And they attendees, don't actually play and the clip here. that's when people here. started heckling her and chanting around her, Trump, Trump, Trump. Then- so
0: that's where the video ends from CNN. And we have another clip here of her in the hallway chowing uh, with people ch- uh, shouting, Trump, Trump, Trump.
1: It was just Trump, 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 Trump,
0: Trump, man. She's in the middle taking pictures right here. That one guy. That's hilarious. I don't know why she's even there. At least DeSantis had enough knowledge to be like, yeah, I'm not going to show up at CPAC. I cannot wait for this year's straw poll results. I'd love to see Nikki Haley place, like, last. Um. So yeah, we'll follow that for you here on the program. Following CPAC very lightly, I'm not worried about CPAC at all. It's not really a huge group. Um, It used to be big when it was in Florida now that they're back in the swamp the only people that are there are people who want to be in the swamp and are uh, staffers of the swamp and it's just not a, a grassroots group they really aren't they never really were uh, but matt schlapp is, is seems like a nice man he's just a, he's not the grassroots type of guy so grassroots people just aren't going to back him up completely so 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 we'll see where that goes but um anyways back after this on the program biden is cancer or oh, sorry he had cancer i, 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 I <laughs> he is cancer he has cancer he ha- he had cancer. Uh, back after this on the program. This is the Conservative Crusader Radio Show on the Red Future Radio Network.
1: You're listening to the Conservative Crusader.
0: Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader on the Red Future Radio Network. Um, we're going to talk about cancer and, and Biden next. As of now, Republicans have a Senate majority, by the way. We're going to talk about that next as well. The Biden administration had a leaked memo come out here. So we'll talk about that uh, right now in the program, right after we talk about Patreon, who sponsors this segment of the show every single day. You know how we do that? You. sub a sponsor that portion of the program. The listeners of this show who subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash GOP Josh, patreon.com slash GOP Josh, support the program directly without going through an advertiser, without going through other methods. You you supportly, you supportly you directly support the program, and we thank you so much at uh, patreon.com slash GOP Josh. You also help bring the phone line, 574 675 6747 57 GOP Josh 7. The Biden administration acknowledged in a memo accidentally leaked on Friday, today, that charging fossil fuel companies less to drill would provide greater energy security despite its plans to hike royalty fees. They are intentionally trying to make a shortage of energy. That spikes the gas prices, by the way. If a Cook Inlet prospect would be developed, there would be additional government revenues and greater energy security for the state of Alaska, especially if development of natural gas resources in the Cook Inlet... uh, ameliorated in the long-term supply challenges facing the Anchorage er- uh, area. Uh, who, who said that? Uh, Ocean Energy Management. Uh, Amanda Lefton put in that memo. Nevertheless, because of the serious challenges facing the nation from climate change and the impact of greenhouse gases from fossil fuels, the Bureau of Ohio, or Ocean Energy Management is not recommending this option since so it would not include appropriate surcharge to account for those impacts. Climate change. You know how it used to be global warming? And how it was, yeah, the, 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 the world is warming up. Now it's climate change. Um, Why did that change? Probably because people were going back to the 60s and people were saying, yeah, there's going to be another ice age. Probably because as soon as you go back in time, it makes no sense to say, yeah, there's global warming. Because the, glo- the, the world gets warm and it gets cold. And it gets warm. And it gets cold. That's how the climate works. The climate is always changing. But they are going to, they being the Democrat Party and the Biden administration, are going to go in there and say, you can't use this energy. And we're going to charge you more to drill this energy. To create a problem and physically cause a national security crisis with not having energy. Iran has a nuke, by the way. The people we have to buy oil from the Middle East has a nuke now, by the way, and they're fighting with Israel, who were entirely invested in, by the way. That's that's how the world uh, global uh, politics is going. So we can't drill oil and greenhouse gases because it hurts the environment and the climate is changing. Iran has a nuke. Israel is going to get nuked by Iran, not possibly, but they might. Israel and and, and, and I'm sorry, Ukraine. And Russia are still fighting. China is officially backing Russia publicly. We are in a great situation in the world right now. And I mean that so illiterately. Our global political leaders are so unsuccessful at everything they do. We are this close to a world war and they're worried about climate change. We are paying for this world war. Think about that. I am... I am just... uh, I I, I don't know what to say. I, I am enraged at the fact that we are more worried about climate change, more worried about the dumb parts of it, than we are actually saving the world, as people think we need to do. I don't know. I'm just... I'm just going crazy. (laughs) Anyways, we'll be right back. We're not going to break yet, Joshua. What are you doing? Jubi Josh, I'm I'm, I'm just, I I don't know what to say. I'm really speechless when it comes to the state of the country right now, as it is. A lesion was removed during Biden's uh, physical. It was cancerous. All cancerous tissue was removed. Just wanted to clarify that, that, Mr. We're going to cure cancer, said the president. Biden said, and I quote, we are going to cure cancer. That was a campaign promise by the Biden administration, pre-administration, when he was campaigning for president. Because his son passed away from cancer, and I'm sorry for his loss, he has since promised to cure cancer. Biden, you had cancer inside of you. Why can't you cure it? Why haven't you fulfilled your campaign pro- promise yet? You're, you're not succeeding so far at anything you promised to do. The worst president in American history. And I believe he will go down in history as that. Um, John Fetterman. I believe we covered it on the program. John Fetterman's in the hospital. Supposedly with depression. They say it's depression. I mean I I hope it's not something else. Um, But he has depression they say. Um, The other senator from Pennsylvania. I believe his name is Bob Casey. He is in the hospital with cancer treatment right now. Um, First of all. Before we go any further, John Fetterman's wife, who is pretty much the senator from Pennsylvania right now, Gazelle Fetterman, or Giselle, whatever her name is. She's a illegal immigrant that he married. Um, you know why. Um, she pretty much is running the state government when it comes to the, the Senate makeup. She's the only one without a soul enough to still make her husband work when he's on his deathbed. Um, I shouldn't say deathbed. Still make her husband work when he's very, very ill. She's out of the country now. She's in uh, Niagara Falls with her with her kids, letting her husband suffer alone. She has marriage advice, by the way. We're not going to get into that. She, she has terrible marriage advice saying, just ignore your husband. Um, But anyways, she left the country while her husband is suffering with depression or whatever they say he has. So right now, with those two senators out, it becomes a 49-49 Senate. Now we take a look at Dianne Feinstein, who is not going to run for re-election, by the way. I want to clarify that right away. Uh, she is done in politics after this time. She's like 90 uh, years old. This is her last term. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm coughing up a storm in here. Uh, but Dianne Feinstein, the 89-year-old Democrat from California, announced Thursday that she was hospitalized and receiving treatment for shingles, hoping to return to Washington later this month. So I'm praying for her, of course. I'm praying for uh, John Fetterman and Bob Casey. Uh, she has a case of shingles. She has been hospitalized. She's receiving treatment in San Francisco. So right now, and, and look at the bigger picture here. I don't know if she actually has shingles. I hope she. I hope it's just shingles. But she's in the hospital for them. I hope she survives. I hope. I uh, you. And it bothers me in politics when people say, "Yeah, I hope they die." I mean, just because we disagree. Pardon me. Just because you disagree with someone. Doesn't mean you shouldn't have sympathy towards them. So I, I do have sympathy towards Diane Feinstein. I want to play this clip again. Do I saw that clip saved. I'm sorry. That was the highlight of, of my month last month was playing that clip of, of her talking to that group of young children. Um, This was a long time ago. Here it is. I think I still have it. Yeah. We're going to play this. This is hilarious. I want to play it again. Together. Just yeah. because yeah. Diane Feinstein's in, in the news again. Uh, it 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 What's
1: interesting about this group is I've been doing this for 30 years. I know what I'm doing. You come in here and you say it has to be my way or the highway. I don't respond to that. I've gotten elected. I just ran. I was elected by almost a million vote plurality and I know what I'm doing. So, you know, maybe people should listen a little bit. I together. hear what you're saying, but we're the people who voted you. You're supposed to listen to us. That's your job. How old are you? How old I'm are 16. You I can't vote. Well, you vote. didn't vote for me. Well, well, this this doesn't it doesn't matter. We're the ones who going to be impacted. It doesn't matter. We're going to be the ones who are impacted. You am, well, you didn't that. vote for me. Have, well, maybe
0: people should listen. <laughs> it? It How old are you? Your How old I'm are you 16. 16 well, I can't you vote. You did not All right, Diane Feinstein, we're down. <laughs> I hope she's okay. Just so we can have a little bit more of that left in the Senate chamber Um until she decides to retire. Or until she's forced to retire. Remember that news story? She just didn't know she was retiring until after it was publicized. Um... Before we go to the break, I want to mention what we're gonna talk about next time is Ron DeSantis. I was last time I talked about DeSantis on the program, I got some DMs on Twitter and some messages. Josh, you can't trash DeSantis. He's a good guy. He's conservative. Yeah, but he's not great. I mean, he's not good at most things. He's just a above average governor because the Ohio or the National Republican Party sucks. so yeah, I mean, you know, they're 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 the 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 he's not the gold standard on anything. We'll talk about news involving Ron DeSantis next, here on the Conservative Crusader in the traditionally Ohio segment. We covered that already. Back after this on the Red Future Radio Network.
1: You're listening to the Conservative Crusader.
0: Welcome back in black to the Conservative Crusader on the Red Future Radio Network on our Friday, March 3rd edition of the program, thank you for being here, and stay tuned for the entire show, because that's how we we inform you, our job is to replace, hopefully replace traditional media in your world here on the Red Future Radio Network, Ron DeSantis is just a, a weird guy, um, we have, and I want to read you. Do I have my copy? It's been a while since I've had a. Oh, it's still here on the desk. The paper copy. People don't believe it's paper. People, people think it's an internet copy. Here's the paper copy of the U.S. Constitution that I keep on my desk at all times. And my desk is a mess, but we have this, so it makes up for it. Um. So let's let's find this here. I don't have it, uh, like, uh, marked, but I want you to hear this segment here. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof of abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the press. I want you to highlight that part or the right of the people peacefully to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Let me continue with the non-constitution part of the show in this article from The Hill. A bill proposed this week by a Republican state senator in Florida would require bloggers who write about Governor Ron DeSantis, his cabinet officers, and members of the Florida legislature to register with the state. Bloggers who receive compensation for a given online post about an elected state officer would have to register with the Florida Office of Legislative Services or the Commission on Ethics, though the requirement would not extend to the websites of newspapers or similar sites. If a blogger posts to a blog about an elected state officer and receives or will receive compensation for that post, the blogger must register with the appropriate office within five days after the bill 164 by the blogger which mentions an elected state officer. Um, The first 164 that articles, I guess. I don't know how that reads. Uh, you have to register with the state. If additional posts about elected state officers were to be posted, the blogger would have to file monthly reports detailing where, when, and by whom the post was published, plus the amount of compensation received. Failure to file reports could lead to fines. Um, I'm going to start here. I'm going to talk about something i never talked about on the program. There's this blog um, from the State House. They're, they're called the Rooster, I think they are. Um, I'm not a huge fan. I don't read it regularly but their social media posts come up on my page. They're a left-leaning person that just kind of covers the statehouse from a left-leaning perspective. Um. So, I mean, we have that there. They had, if they had to register, I don't think DeWine would let them cover it. And they're a blog. I don't think that I would be allowed to cover. If Red Feature Radio starts a blog section or a, a news section of the site, we wouldn't be allowed to cover the Ohio governor in this aspect. They wouldn't allow us to register. Let's be real. Um, so when when Ron DeSantis thinks it's okay to say, yeah, you have to register. And this isn't DeSantis. This is State Senator Jason Broder who proposed this. We don't know how DeSantis stands on. I don't think anyone's asked him yet. Um, this is a bad look for any Republican in that regard. Especially when your entire ideology and your mind and your, the way you've campaigned yourself and presented yourself is I'm a constitutional conservative? If you put into the place the constitutional conservative part of that, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press. That's what this is doing. Bloggers, okay, I don't know how they consider classification. I don't know what they consider newspapers or websites of news organizations. Is the Daily Wire considered a blog? I mean, they're they're in the bed with uh, Ron DeSantis, so probably not, but what is considered a blog here? Is it, is the Daily Caller? It's a smaller paper. Are they considered a blog? Is Breitbart a blog? Is, is it, Tim Cast IRL a blog? I mean, what, what do we consider a blog? I don't see this being a, a smart move to back by anyone. So just Just letting you know right away that this is not a good move. Um, Ron DeSantis, you're hurting your chances every time you speak and every time your state legislature does this. And we know most states, the governor's in control of the legislature pretty much heavily, especially if it's a supermajority. You got your hands tied, Ron DeSantis. You got to do something about that before you start abridging the right of the people to speak. And then we've got problems. And then you have a constitutional crisis on your hands. My name is GOP Josh, back Monday with a brand new episode of The Conservative Crusader at GOPJosh.com and have a great weekend and stay tuned.
1: You're listening to The Conservative Crusader.